Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Very exciting day, podcastlings. It's the Nerdist Podcast number 56. The song you're listening to is the Mexican Institute of Sound remix of Jewish Experience by Gershon Kingsley. All right, so here's the story. A couple weeks ago when we had Kevin Smith on the podcast, I just sort of threw out there uh, all willy-nilly like, eh, we might do two episodes of the week of the podcast uh, at some point. Well, I was very surprised to see an overwhelmingly positive response from people who said, yes, please make two episodes a week. So that's what we're going to try to do. Uh, Our second episode, which we'll post midweek, usually uh, Wednesday or Thursday, will be just me and Matt and Jonah. Uh, So I hope that's okay with you. There's not a fancy celebrity guest on there, but the truth of the matter is... It probably would happen eventually, because I'm going to run out of fucking friends to have on this goddamn show. So uh, so the first episode of the week, we'll, we'll probably have a guest, and then the midweek show will just be uh, the three of us riding a burrito into your heart. So hopefully uh, that will be cool with you. Uh, also, a couple of quick announcements. SF Sketchfest this weekend. The Zach Galifianakis Nerdist Podcast, I'm pretty sure, is sold out, so there won't be anything left for that. So if you have tickets, great. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, Saturday night, we will be doing uh, the music show. I'll, I'll, I'm hosting that with uh, Mike Furman will be on the show, Garfunkel and Oates, David Koechner, uh, Zach Selwyn, Eli Braden. There are shows at 8 and 10.30. Tickets are still available for that. It's going to be at Cobbs. Uh, then also Monday night, I believe at the Castro Theater, we're going to screen Airplane, and then I am going to moderate a panel with the Zucker Brothers and Robert Hayes. Uh, that will be Monday night. And then on Tuesday, The Nerdist is co-presenting with SF Sketchfest. Uh, the, we're going to show broadcast news. And then James L. Brooks is going to be there in person, in conversation with Danny DeVito, who was just added this week. So that's insane. You can get information for all the Sketchfest stuff at sfsketchfest.com. Also, uh, I will be performing at Zany's in Chicago, March 16th or 19th. And then in April, I will be coming to Boston to the Wilbur Theater. Tickets are not on sale yet, but of course, I will blab about it when they are. Uh, and if you'd like to be a sponsor of the Nerdist Podcast, shoot us an email, podcast at nerdist.com. If you go to a college and you work in the events coordination slash entertainment department and you want the Nerdist Podcast to come to your college this fall... We will do a little mini college tour. Email us at podcast at Nerdist.com. And for everything else, you can check out Nerdist.com as well. A lot of announcements today. So sorry about that. But uh, here we go. The Nerdist Podcast number 56 with no one but, but us. Now entering Nerdist.com.
Or what did you have for breakfast? I had a... Uh, Get in the mic. Oh, that sounds good. It was great. I had turkey sausage. So and you're feeling you're feeling wonky because you're uh, you're 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 eating healthier, or you? No, I just I'm doing the five small meals a day. So like I'm not used to that. I'm used to having like you know either no breakfast and then a yeah. big lunch and then get sleepy and work my way into the <laughs> evening with like a fucking. <laughs> then get sleepy. That's not really how it's supposed. to I know, I know. Um, but like I've always had a uh, problem with portion sizes. I don't know. I'm just trying trying it. Seeing how it works. Yeah. Seeing how the other half lives, I guess. <laughs> that yesterday I ate whatever the fuck I wanted and it wrecked me. It was the worst night of sleep. That four hour four oh hour body. God. Oh yeah. Slow carb diet. The slow it. carb diet. If that were the case, well, I, enjoy, I enjoy I enjoy Tim Tim I enjoy Tim Ferris. We're we're buddies and I he's gonna I gotta get him on the podcast. And I read I read the book. I, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I've been flipping through it. I got it. I just read the reviews and kind of based my diet off of that. <laughs> so, so you use the reviews as a cliff notes yeah 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 i just uh like and then i you know i checked out a couple other reviews of other books and the you know you know askmen.com sure <laughs> whatever i find on Google did you search. ask did you ask men oh they I asked, asked men them. yeah i read that thing the how to follow the slow carb yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just i mean the the food's great but I, you know i just i don't know i feel like i'm never really fulfilled or anything like that it's eh. uh i don't know i'm not used to it i'm used to just you know do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a good you're at a good age now to start looking at maybe not doing whatever you want. I know. Because you don't want to the last thing you want to do is hit like fifty to like in twenty years. Cause the the like the, the unhealthy thing sneaks up on you. Like each year it's a little more you're like, I think I'm a little doughier than I was last year. I don't feel ah, it's, I'm sure it's fine. And then all of a sudden in five years you're like, What happened? Lucky for me, it, it never snuck up. It was always here. Well, that's the weird thing. <laughs> you know, for me, like, you know, I was a I was a fat kid and then um I I never really got skinny. I lost a lot of weight, but I yeah. never got skinny. And, you know, like my body now, it's just like it's it looks like, you know, the body of a chubby heroin addict. Where it's just <laughs> Is like, there such a thing? Yeah, yeah, a guy who loves heroin just as much as he loves pizza and donuts. So he just injects the heroin into the donuts and like, yeah, yeah. double stuff. Yeah, and then like, I don't know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's just, the, it's a weird, unhealthy looking body. And uh, I, yeah. I vividly remember in fifth grade, I was like 200 and, there was 222 pounds. And I remember this because I got an Emmett Smith football card. And I was like, oh, he's 222 pounds. All I have to do is grow nine more inches and not gain any weight. <laughs> I'll be built like Emmett Smith. Didn't yeah. work out. Yeah, I was like around 300 pounds when I was 15 and uh, you know, a few inches shorter. I don't even know. I, I, at my max, I had a 62-inch waist. Okay. That yeah. was insane. I got up to about 40. I got up to 500 pounds. Yeah. Chris's max, I think, was 32. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got up to 34 when I was drinking a lot. Yeah. What was your inseam? 32. Nice. Listen, I have a 28 inseam. All right. I was never. <laughs> Let's laugh at that. I was never. My struggle. My struggle was not was not fat weight, but I was always I was always underweight, which was uh, was a different kind of like I would just eat and eat and eat and try to gain weight and then it didn't work and then and then uh, beer helped all that in my twenties. You know my friend Bobby uh, I grew up with um, was really really skinny like you know looked sickly and we would get into heated arguments all the time about which was worse his condition or mine. And he, he's like no being fatter is fine because at least you're big and you can you know defend yourself 
And I was like, no, but skinny's awesome because rock and roll guys are skinny, and that's fucking rad. Girls like that. And he's, I said, girls will always go for a skinny guy over a fat guy. And then was he like, oh, fuck, you're right. And then he just left you there. And then that, only, was the, that was the last conversation we ever had. I've only seen two fat musicians ever, besides like the, you singer know, the olden days. The singer of Tad. No. Except, meatloaf. Uh, meatloaf. Meatloaf. Yeah. Fat guy. His, but his name when is meatloaf a fat started, guy. But when Meatloaf started, he wasn't... Yes, he was dumb. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't huge, but he was he was bigger than any other singer out there. Yeah, he was not svelte. Yeah, Aretha not... Franklin. All right, my theory is gone. All right, what were, what were you going to say? What was your, I was going to say the ones? guy, the guitarist for Bowling for Soup, one of my that guy's favorite bands. Huge. That guy's huge. And Paul McCartney's drummer. Hey, Bunny Carlos of Cheap Trick awesome. was a, was kind of a yeah, fat guy. Yeah, what about the fucking singer harmonica player for Blues Traveler? Hey, guys, let's ruin my theory more. Didn't you see? I th- uh, I'm, I'm conceding <laughs> that you guys are correct. No, no we're going we're gonna to yeah. beat you up with facts. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going down the line. Yeah. <sighs> I, I'm a yeah. singer of the Vindictives. There you go. There's one. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't ever tell. I, I would never say to someone like, you know, you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't be fat guy. I would just say you don't see a lot of elderly fat people. So if you're over, you know, if you're overweight, it's something you should think think about for the future. Not because you have to get, retain some sort of Hollywood ideal of what like the perfect weight is. You just want to be healthy. You just want to be a healthy weight. Yeah, yeah. You know, every time it's uh, those people on uh, Good Morning America when they're just like hey, they turn a hundred and they get on the TV. Yeah, you know, it's like every time it's like, what's your secret? And they're like, I exercise and eat healthy. What do you What do you want? <laughs> is that a big secret? Everyone wants Everyone wants the uh, George Burns thing, which is like he. He had a he drank and smoked cigars every day till the day he died at 101. You know, yeah. Uh, but no one. That's, that's not a, everybody. His secret might have been the philosopher's stone. <laughs> yes, I used the British version. Tom, uh, Tom Lennon quit smoking uh, not that long ago, but he was a very very heavy smoker. But he said that he quit it now just so when his kid gets out of college, he's going to start up again. So he'll be that old cool guy smoking. He won't. He won't start up again. <laughs> Was that, you yeah. know, I, I used to he say, will. I he said, will. I said that to my girlfriend Tom one time. Will. I'm like, you know, when I'm 65, I might start drinking again. And she said, no, you won't. Because by that time, it's so not going to be who you are. You won't. It just, you know, it's already been eight years. Like, yeah. ah, you probably wouldn't. He would smoke himself right into the grave. But he was three he was months. so addicted to smoking. He was such a smoker that he left. He got his ton- I think he got his tonsils out and he left the dentist. The dentist said, you cannot smoke. You know, I know you smoke a lot. You cannot smoke well, you know, for at least 48 hours. He was driving home. He smoked through his nostril. Holy shit. Wow. That's, that's like much. that's like a dude doing heroin between his toes. Right. My question is, is that really any better? Because it goes right <laughs> to the same place. I don't think Tom was thinking about it. I smoke in my nostril. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it. I don't need to smoke in my mouth. I don't need fucking tonsils. Oh, Tom. That's my Tom Lennon. It's good. Not bad. I love Tom I never, Lennon. I never got into smoking cigarettes. Did you ever smoke cigarettes? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I and then I had quit for a while. It was always on and off. And then right after I quit drinking, I started smoking again because you know, like, gotta do something. Yeah. And uh, and then a few months after I quit drinking, I was I was at the Improv, and uh, there's a really great comic named Duncan Trussell that we all know. Great, yeah, great comic. Uh, super funny guy, like wickedly smart. And uh, he was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm just smoking." He was like, and he he went through. He's but he's also he's also has a very macabre sense of life. Yeah, very macabre philosopher. And so he he walked me through like, do you know what happens when a body eats itself with cancer? Uh, and I was like, "Why don't you share this information with me?" And he or I think I said, "Please don't." And then uh, <laughs> and then he walked through it in such detail. 
that I took the cigarettes that I had and threw them in the trash can that minute. Wow. Uh, and that was the last time I smoked. And so I, I owe Duncan Trussell Your life. the fact that I don't smoke anymore. And then like two years ago, I see him and he's fucking smoking. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you walked me through. He's a bit of a nihilist in a lot of ways like that, though. The guy who knows all the information but doesn't care about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. We gotta we gotta get him on the show. Somebody he and uh, his girlfriend Natasha Leggero run a phenomenal comedy room the at lab. the oh at the uh, at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. cemetery. Yeah. But they also the, have a good podcast, the Lavender, Lavender Hour. Hour. Yeah, Lavender Hour is great. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're 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 great, and you should check them out at some point. And then maybe we should have them on. Natasha yeah. was actually gonna do the the comedian special that we yes. did, but uh, she got strep violently. Throat, right? Yeah, she got yeah. strep throat. And then, um, yeah, not good for a comic strep throat. It no. turns out no, not at all. Uh, Duncan did last week's uh, meltdown show, yeah, which is a uh, was, was he kills every time. He yeah, just he's dominates. Great. Yeah, yeah, he's great. We'll have we'll have them on. Yeah. Oh, you know what? People might remember him from uh, the um, Drunk History. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the uh, Nikola Tesla oh, uh, Edison, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that one, which was amazing, where he was drinking wine, whiskey, and then uh, who was was it? Uh, John, was John C. Riley Tesla? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then he also drank uh what's the what's the stuff that you light on fire in a spoon with sugar and you know a lemon drop? No, it's absinthe. 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 Yeah, yeah. imported absinthe. <laughs> imported. I, it's illegal here, guys. I, it's not. It's totally. It it's totally legal here. I just saw a fucking billboard that said lights, camera, absinthe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, it might be a little strong to to cuten up <laughs> absinthe. Yeah, it is. It is a pretty. You can't. don't want to fuck with that stuff. I never. It I was. Suck- ne- I never had it. I quit drinking before you could get it here. No, I mean, I. I, uh, I remember when I was living in San Pedro. Uh, some guy went on tour in Europe and then brought back some. You know, and uh, he didn't. No one. Uh, he put it in another bottle, so no one really knew what it was exactly when he was going through customs. It was just another booze bottle, and it was. But it was absinthe, and so we were, you know, doing the whole thing where you, you know, have the, like a spoon of sugar with a little bit in it. You light it on fire. You put it in. You put a the fire out. A spoonful of sugar, sugar helps the absinthe go down. Uh, and then you shoot it, and then it burns the entire way going down. That seems good. Yeah, and then until. Until the uh, the weird psychedelic moment kind of sets in for a moment, <laughs> and then come the shit sweats. Yeah, it was it was a pretty intense. Uh, it 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 was the closest uh, I've ever felt like on drugs uh, when when drinking. And is it a pleasurable experience or is it not a pleasurable? Yeah, experience? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it really it wakes you up. It's just a, it's like a shot of energy and craziness. And you know, when you're with a bunch of friends, you just it's just a, you just get to being goofy. Well, right kids, away. Li- it's like liquid coke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm nope. glad I missed that because I would have had a horrible panic attack and probably killed myself. Yeah, yeah. Then it got to a point though where like you know a couple of the other guys kept on doing them, and then one guy like he was he, he did it and he kind of messed up and splashed, and then we were just talking, and then we all looked down at his hand, and it was in it was in flames because he had spilled absinthe oh, on his hand, and it was just burning off on his hand. Oh. And then he was just like he like lifts it up and looks at it in front of his face, and he just starts screaming and just like ah. And then some guy tackled him and put it out. And then they kept drinking. Oh, of course. Yeah, Pedro. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> yep. Uh, Los Angeles Harbor. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a town that almost did. That's pretty much what Pedro is. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm really beating myself up today because I had an experience when I was having breakfast this morning that is that I'm going to replay in my head as to whether or not I did the right thing. But I was I was having breakfast uh, at the the old 101 cafe up on Franklin, and uh, good breakfast burrito. They, they have great breakfast burritos there. I was eating a healthy breakfast of egg whites scrambled with spinach, they mushrooms. Also, that's and what some, I get. And make the beans. brownie waffle. 
Yeah, waffle brownie yeah. sunday. So good. You anyway. know, although you know what they do there? They're very snooty about their fruit at that place. Very snooty about their fruit snobs. <laughs> they will, you know, if you order a side of fruit, they won't substitute it. They're like, we have to charge you extra because our fruit is very, our fruit was born from the tummies of angels. They got kiwi and blueberries Ooh. in there, Chris. But uh, five times out of ten when I get fruit there, the chef has not figured out that you should not cut fruit with the onion knife. So he cuts the fruit with the same knife that they cut onions, and so all the fruit tastes like onions. And I always have to send it back, and I'm like, look, I don't want to come down on you guys about this, but you're kind of fruit snobs. So you're ruining your fruit by cutting it with the onion knife. They're asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. First world problems. (laughs) Why do they have to cut my kiwi with the onion knife? I like the most. First world problems. I love it. I love, like, when you do complain, because you you rarely complain about stuff. uh, like you know, to us and just hanging out, but it's like usually when you do start complaining, it's about a thing that happened with food. Oh, it's always yeah. Interesting. In Seattle, you were just talking about trying to like get like a wrap from Whole Foods. You're like, and, and they did it, and all I wanted. And the hipster was serving me the oh, wrap at Whole Foods. It took, it, took, it took him like forty minutes. It took the hipster forty minutes to get me my scrambled egg wrap. And then, like, when I asked for it, he was just like, so you don't want any more or what? And I'm like, oh, apology accepted. Cool takes time, Chris. It really does. But anyway, you were at the Cafe 101. I was at the Cafe 101. I was just about to leave. I was actually late getting here because of this. And sitting in the booth directly across from me, facing me, so there was no one in between us, oh. I am 98% sure it was Danny Elfman. 98% well, wait, sure. When you, when you showed up, you said... That you were pretty sure it was him. Well, 98% is pretty sure. Yeah, I right. agree with That's that. That's almost an A+. Plus. Okay. So I'm pretty sure. I didn't say, like, I, I, it, he looked like Danny Elfman. Because Danny Elfman's got to be in his 60s by now, right? No. He, no. Yes. 50s. No. Because you, oh, actually, yeah, you're right, mate. Because he was a little, he was already older when Oingo Boingo started. Yes, out. yes. He was had to be well into his 20s when Boingo was around in yeah. the 80s. I'll Boingo, get it, Chris, as the fans worry. refer to him, Boingo. Boingo. Well, I mean, like, uh, Dead Man's Party totally uh, got me through high school. That yeah, was one of those albums. Who could ask for more? <laughs> Listen, Jonah, everybody's coming. <laughs> Leave your body at the door. Leave your body and soul at the door. Um, but uh, I, lo- I, I was a huge Boingo fan. And, you know, of course, I bought music in a darkened theater that had all of his, you know, like, in the late 80s. And they put out, like, all of his, his, uh, his albums. And, I mean, all of his movie themes. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, naturally what I think, because I'm constantly in podcast mode, is like, oh, there's a guest. There's a guest. Danny Elfman is a year younger than my mom. He's uh, born in 1953, so that would make him 57. He's almost 60. Okay, so he's almost 60. So you were, yeah. So I was was close. But he, uh, but, but so I think, you know, like the world to me now is like. Grand Theft Auto, like like everyone out there is a potential podcast treasure that I can go out and beat someone up with a pipe yeah. and then collect them. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, you just reset it. This, you, you know, just right go back, back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, right to, the, to, right to that uh, apartment. That crank apartment. up a Space Age Love Song by uh, Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> but uh, so Danny Elfman's there having, having breakfast and I so wanted to, and he seemed totally nice and pleasant. Like he didn't. He didn't have the kind of arrogance that some famous people have with, you know, like when they go to a restaurant, they just treat everyone. Oh, my God. As, it says, here on, his, it says here on his Wikipedia he was at the Cafe 101 this morning. God damn oh. it. Oh. That was totally him. I missed it. Yeah. I mean, that's like well, we did not. That unfortunately was not in hard Wikipedia where <laughs> I talked to him. And or asked the, the Boston themed Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Wicked. Uh, adorable. Yeah. Adorable. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I saw I wanted to say something to him and I didn't say anything to him. Like I wanted to at least say hi. 
hey, you're Danny Elfman. Hi. Yeah. And, uh, enjoy your, enjoy your breakfast burrito. Enjoy your breakfast burrito. <laughs> no, that's the thing we would say on the podcast. What you should do. Like, <laughs> I didn't say any of those things. And I, I'm. And the thing is, I, I'm. I'm always. I'm always leery and kind of afraid to talk to to go up to people that I don't know, famous people, because I always just assume they're going to be like, "Please leave me alone." Like I don't yeah. want to be the guy that bothers people. That's a hard sort of thing to decide, especially when yeah. they're eating breakfast yeah. and he's like reading his paper, and I'm going to be like, "Hi, I'm a guy you don't know. Do you want to come on my thing that sounds made up? <laughs> you want to be on my podcast?" You know, you know, it's it's funny though that that idea of just uh, you're never really sure how they're going to react. I mean, but the thing is, it's like I kind of when. When I f- went to a comedy show at the, I went to the improv once right before I started doing comedy and I saw Brian Posehn mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, fuck, I got to just, I got to tell him. I got to tell him how b- big of a fan I am of his and Mr. Show. And, and I was like, I, but I was convinced that this guy, this surly tall asshole was going to just be like, oh, thanks. And then walk away. Uh, but he ended up talking to me for 40 minutes. So you never really do yeah, know. Posehn's a really sweet guy. Yeah. But yeah, how are you going to, how are you going to know that? So like, you know, it could have, Elfman could have looked nice, but it could have been a total complete dick. Well, I just think a restaurant may not be the best place, like when someone's trying to enjoy their food. And I'm gonna. I, what I'm, was he eating? He didn't get his food yet. So oh, I then don't... you're fine. Oh. Then you have a cutoff time where it's like his food gets here. You're like, hey, I'll let you enjoy your food. Nice to meet you. Now let me See go back around. to sitting in my booth staring at you. You know what I should have done? Here's what I should have done. I should have dressed up like a server in the restaurant, and as I was setting his eggs down, just gone. Furman and I always wanted. Furman and I always talked about writing. It's like for years, and you're one of the first songs we ever talked about writing, but never did. Was a song called "Danny Elfman Buys Pens," and so it was just it was just this musical walkthrough of like of the the kids. La 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 la. I will get the pens. Like this really weird. He goes to Staples. Like it's the soundtrack. It's the Danny Elfman soundtrack that he would write if he was. Someone uh, just recently um, replaced. They did did a bunch of clips, uh, or just one scene from The Dark Knight, uh, mm-hmm. and then replaced the music with uh, Danny Elfman music from the original Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. And does it not really? It, it just makes everything that much sillier. <laughs> it's, just, it's like the know. original Batman. If you go back and watch it, it's a little silly. A little silly. It's a little silly. But what do you expect, though? You know, but the, it's it, Tim is, it is the least silly of all of them. I mean, like of all of the original oh, run shit, of, yeah. of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, very true. Yeah, no, I mean they got crazy bad. They got a little kooky. Yeah, Keaton knew when to go. He did. He's like, eh. yeah. And that's when it's he rented. So that's when he went and rented that apartment from those people in San Francisco and made their lives a nightmare. <laughs> I just watched that movie again the other night. What was it called? Where he rents the house. He rents the condo. Melanie Griffith, Matthew Modine. Yeah. Um... Tenant Dick. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I think it was Tenant Dick. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? I, ever. I didn't. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't old enough to be aware of how ridiculous it was that uh, Michael Keaton was Batman when that movie came out. You know, a, a comedic actor to play yeah. to play Bruce Wayne. I didn't. To me, it was just like it's like, oh, it's the it's that guy. You know. Well, Night Night Shift was one of the most pivotal comedies of my young life. A uh, little Michael Keaton, little uh, uh, Billy Blaze. Why isn't he Blaze? in more stuff? He was great in the other guys. He was I didn't hilarious. See it. I didn't see it yet. Oh, I have it you know, at home. I've heard that movie's fantastic, it and I still great. haven't seen it. It was very surprised. I was like very surprised about how awesome it was. It was a great action comedy. I'm a fa- I'm a I'm a big Mark Wahlberg fan. I really like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say I'm on board for Wahlberg. He like the, not only not only is a guy fun to watch, but he produces Entourage, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, like, 
He's a the guy's. He's a like fucking businessman. He really is. Yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, but, I, I really enjoy him. But he really Even loves playing um, underdog sports figures from uh, years gone by. You know, he was the the boxer and the fighter. Yep. And then there was uh, you know uh, Invincible. Um, you know, where it's just the guy who, um, like, you know, tried out for the uh, Philadelphia yep. Eagles and yep. then and then made it after a lot of struggle. Yep. And then, I you don't know. remember that movie at all. Really? You don't remember the uh, no. Invincible? Invincible? Oh, and then he also he was also like in the movie Rockstar, uh, where he was like this underdog guy that auditioned to be in what, Judas Priest and take over Rob Halford's spot. And then like it's he's always this underdog guy. That from, was, they used a real band in Rockstar. I never saw it. Well, it was based on. And then in the uh, happening, he's this underdog guy who gets attacked by trees. Yeah, exactly. He's undercover science teacher. And then in teacher. Boogie Nights, he's an underdog porn star with a huge dong. And then he plays it's my big underdog. He plays. I'm going. I'm ready to go. I'm going ready to go. I'm the king of me. I'm the You're king. not the king of me. I'm the king of me. <laughs> it's my big dick, Jack. It's so fucking. Hey, hey, Jack. Hey, my dicks. My dicks tell me it's the trees. Jack, I'm gonna. My yeah, dicks I, tell I'm me it's the trees. Are killing my, my dick wants Jack. to travel for the NFL. Jack, I, I, gotta, I gotta do it. My dick. My, Jack. My my dick's older brother's doing Jack, all this. I wish, I wish I'll we fuck with him. Ready to I fuck. wish we could get Mark Wahlberg on this podcast. He'd think he'd be a great guest. I just think we yeah. invented dueling Wahlbergs. You yeah. were just doing one reference though. You were just doing. You were. Oh, I just everything is from Boogie Nights. Hey, you know what though? If you want to be disappointed by a movie. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Hear me out. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I, I believe you. Hear me out. No, it's all right. Why are you against me? Everyone's <laughs> against me. Always. Uh, I was getting to bed the other night. I turned the TV on. Percy Jackson and the Olympians comes on. Hey, I, lo- I love a good supernatural romp as much as the next guy. What a great movie. To, fun movie to fall to sleep to. Wow! Really? Come on! <laughs> wow! And double wow! What is, I I know the name that came out around. Okay, the, here, 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 is that years, what like the one with ago, the owls right? from Gahul? No, no, no! Okay. I used to spend summers in Gahul. Percy Jackson, and here's what bums me out about it is that you can the whole time you're watching the movie, you can see the written pitch in your mind, <laughs> or you can see the pitch of someone who was like, who was like, all right. So uh, J.K. Rowling's got the whole uh, the wizard thing uh, locked up. How about this? A group of kids finds out they're demigods. Oh, demigods. Okay. Then we do the mythology thing and weave that in. And if they don't go to a school. It's all a demigod camp that's in the mountains. Oof. Uh, and it, and it, the bummer thing is that there were so many great actors in it. That, like Sean Bean, who I fucking love, played Zeus. And I don't know Sean Bean. You know, you know Sean Bean. Sean Bean is the bad guy in a lot of movies. In in most oh. movies, yeah. Uh, Goldeneye. He was 006. Alex Trevelyan. Oh, he was know. the guy. National Treasure. He was he was the one. He was the other guy that gave him all the money, and then he ended up. I feel like he was in a Mission Impossible as a bad guy too. I don't remember. He's been in a lot of stuff anyway as a bad guy, but he's I fucking love Sean Bean, and uh, and there's a lot of great people and and Steve uh, uh, Steve Coogan's in it. He, oh, played, he plays Hades, totally not used at all. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just like, come on, it's a, it's a cool like the idea of it's really cool. Like someone steals Zeus's thunderbolt, son of a bitch. Great idea. Kid finds out he's the son of Poseidon, has to try to get it back. Hey, that's a fun pitch, but I don't know, man. Hmm. WTF. You lost you me. Know, someone um, steals. You know, it's a, a a movie that's overlooked and in the same kind of vein. It seemed like a ripoff of uh, you know uh, the Incredibles and uh, and uh, Harry Potter was uh, Sky High, which I, I think I've talked about a bunch. On I the love show. Yeah, Sky, Sky High. High. Sky High is a great, great, great movie. Kurt Russell. Enough said. <laughs> uh, I, don't know, you know, I would a, like you to say more. Um, 
Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Now enough said. Now enough yeah, said. I want to go back a little further to Computer War Tennis Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Overboard. Enough okay. said. said. Um, a movie I just checked out on uh, Tombstone. Watch. <laughs> uh, a movie I just watched on uh, Netflix Instant Watch um, was uh, I Think We're Alone Now. I watched that. I recommended that to you like months ago. Yeah. It's so good. That yeah. They're about Tiffany fans. These three. Now I was going to make a joke about, oh, is that movie about Tiffany fans? It is a documentary about Tiffany fans. Yeah, one guy that's been uh, not necessarily stalking. I mean, that's a harsh word. Uh, that's funny <laughs> that the, the, the movie is named I Think We're Alone Now, a song that she didn't write. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, well, yeah, uh, any song she didn't write. Well... Um, it's funny because it's it's crazy because it's these sad lives of these two guys that are obsessed with her. Uh, one's not really a guy anymore. One when it was in a coma and when coming out of the coma, um, heard it, lost heard his it, dick. Heard it, uh, it, no, no, no. Like it was he was a hermaphrodite and then yeah. decided to go. Oh, okay. Woman. But it was already already had the you know, first part of his life as a man. Okay. Please okay. watch that, everybody. Yeah. But what, you know what the craziest part is for how sad those two things are. Mm-hmm. The underlying sadness is that Tiffany's, Tiffany's career. career is also really sad. <laughs> really? Yeah. But the guy's like, go, she's like, Vegas? she's doing like you know that beach stage at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. She's performing there, and then like she's like going to porn conventions to sign copies of the Playboy, Playboy she yeah. was in. It's like there's this underlying. These guys are worshiping this person that no one gives a shit about anymore. Well, I, that's mean. I think she's probably doing the best she can, Jonah. Yeah. Unlike the Percy Jackson fuckers, who... uh, Well, it's no Percy Jackson. The best part of that movie is when the uh, girl that was a guy... uh, Shows off her running skills. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And comes back winded. In the the future, you can just say shim. Yeah, shim, yeah. yeah shim. Comes back uh, winded and says, it's "Like that's only a, like about four percent of what I'm capable of." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is the movie fun at all, or is it just like it's, no, at it's first? Fun. At first, it's fun, and then it just fucking destroys you. It destroys. It's not. A, I really not a, liked the titles. How they just oh, the had someone hold up a little, written yeah, a thing in front of the camera. Yeah, it was very. It was very Juno of them. Uh, <laughs> Was there, um, was there any, I guess there was no cute indie music in it, though. No, and that's the funny thing. No rights to any songs from Tiffany, so just... Don't, <laughs> don't need it. Don't need it, yeah. But it's a, it's really depressing. It's really depressing. And I had to get in a good mood after I that. I recommended so it. It was I, funny. I rewatched King of Kong right after that just to get in a good mood. Oh, That'll put you in a good mood. God, I fucking love that movie. What else? Steve, we recently unseated again. By Harry Chain again, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Henry Chain. Uh, Dentist guy. Billy, yeah. Billy's going to take it back, though. Billy. Billy Mitchell's going to take it back. The yeah, funniest you, uh, thing about that movie is that that videotape that he sends with that uh, with Doris. Yeah. Is ac- he a- he accidentally gives her the wrong tape and then he had the overnight one but they cut it out of the movie. Yeah. They put in the tape that Billy had and it was wrestling. It was old wrestling. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Seems right. So then they had to overnight it. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Which that was in the movie. Anyway, what should yeah. I be watching on the Netflix instant streaming? Uh, Kids in the Hall is now Kids in the on. Hall is on there. Uh, Party Down is back on uh, oh, Instant Watch, which is great. <laughs> I like how we're the Netflix Instant Watch minute with Jonah and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is on there right uh, now? Hoarder season one still on there. Please a lot of you know that. a lot of uh, cheesy looking horror and sci fi uh, just popped up. I haven't had a chance to really go through yeah. a lot of them, but like a uh, Video Dead. Is a really shitty old eighties uh, horror movie. Is and on there. Uh, Man versus Food is on there. All two listen seasons, to Matt Hoarders. Seasons. Man versus Food. I think we're alone now. <laughs> it says a lot. Yeah, Man versus does. Food is awesome. I love how specific the their algorithms are. I on, never on the even... Netflix that uh, creature films where feet are emphasized from eighty five to eighty seven. We, we never talked about the pumple cake. 
the uh, that. No, we never to... did because we don't know what it is. No, I was talking to Chris backstage when we did before the Kevin Smith one. He's like, save it. And then I just wanted to say I was watching this other show on the Food Network called Outrageous Food, which is like the Food Network's take it's on outrageous. Yeah, you know, everyone just takes a bite. Outrageous. <laughs> the Food Network's These cakes are not outrageous. It's their it's their <laughs> version of Man versus Food. So it's like enormous food. So there's this cake in Philadelphia uh, that is a pumpkin pie baked into a chocolate cake. Then about two and a half, three inches of buttercream frosting, followed by a vanilla cake uh, with an apple pie baked into it. There it goes. That's the outrageous And it's part. all frosting. You're actually doing a food challenge right now. Uh, am I? You're doing the ramen challenge. Oh, yeah. I'm in the middle of training. I'm, actually, the next time I go to ramen, I will be having the... Special number two. The you got you to gotta let me know. I'm going to go and film it. Yep. Didn't you think, didn't we, didn't we talk about uh, when I was at uh, Laughing Skull in Atlanta? It's, it's attached to this restaurant called The Vortex, and they have a double coronary burger. What? And it's literally like four, I'm sure it's been on this show. It's like four, pa- it's, you, you would think that someone made it up for a Mr. Show sketch. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like four patties, cheese on all the patties. There's like bacon. It's uh, fucking good. And 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 the bun is uh two grilled cheese sandwiches oh, on shit. either on that either side amazing. of it. You know, there's the guy, um a guy Mars Mars's hot dogs. He's a guy that has a cart outside back in the back alley behind the meltdown during our shows. Does oh, so he do the Krispy Kreme? He does the Krispy Kreme burgers where it's like uh it's a Krispy Kreme donuts as the bun. Uh and then, you know, uh, uh hamburger patty, uh bacon and an egg, a fried egg. Good lord. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's so good. It sucks that it's good. I hate it when like just the good things and you know it's there and you you can just get it if you want it. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm there's a Starbucks across the street now and I'm I I'm hopelessly addicted to the chai latte drink there. Yeah. Cuz that's what I drink on the road when I travel all the time and they're very comforting and it's consistent. A chai latte is essentially what I imagine tit milk tastes like to a baby. It's yeah. sweet and creamy. The only thing that Starbucks could do any better is serve it in a tit, and 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 <laughs> did you, did I, I think that would make it. That would isn't that what the Trenta is going to be? <laughs> of a Trenta, and they just it's, they just cradle the barista cradles you, yeah. <laughs> and they just wear the fake tits, and you just uh, oh so good. You. you order, you summon it, and then it starts to a tit starts to come out of the barista like oh. Quaid. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> no, no, the Coado. Oh, Coado. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Open your mouth, Mr. Quaid. (laughs) Open your mouth. I'm going to deliver deliciousness to you, Mr. Quaid. There's a good uh, chai latte shake at Cafe 101, the aforementioned Cafe 101. They have even better than nut and honey shake. For my money, the best chai latte is the Nordstrom Cafe. Nordstrom Cafe? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you had it? No. You got to try it. All right. The spice chai, not the vanilla chai. (laughs) There's also also an incredible chai latte. I think the best chai latte in Los Angeles is at a place called the Mustard Seed Cafe. Yeah. I've had that. Nordstrom's is better. What? Yes. (laughs) You were genuinely incredulous there. I don't believe you, sir. (laughs) We shall see about this chai challenge. (laughs) Chai challenge. Chai challenge. First world problems. La, 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 try Any good? Uh, I sent some. Uh, I sent the thing out on Twitter today. Uh, people had questions for the podcast. Uh, uh, at Smart Bunny, uh, the Nerdist podcast friend Robin Groves oh, yes. tweets: Smart Bunny, does Myra do stand up? And when we get to hear some of it, you know, a lot of people have been asking me why you don't do stand up because you're hilarious, and and especially when we do the live shows, 
you uh, you tend to drop some of the best zingers. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that uh, the Kevin Smith episode, you you were on like, fucking yeah, fire. You Myra. were on fire. That guy felt good. I like why, crowds. Why, why, is it, do you need to work off the energy of a crowd in a conversation? How come? Because you fucked around with stand up a little bit. Yeah, no, I've 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 done it here and there. I did it for a while more steadily than now, but uh, I was actually gonna very recently try to get back into it and go to more open mics. My did, problem is my work schedule. Usually is very prohibitive of that. Yeah, yeah. So, did you go to Mel- uh, did you go to the Bruco last night? I didn't. I ended up working till eight thirty. I wish we could do because I've been you know I've been doing a lot of touring stand up. I think it'd be so much fun if we could do a Nerdist show tour. Yeah, where we all do stand up and then we all talk together at the end. The only problem is we won't have guests. <laughs> Like we I be think, to, yeah, it'll be just as underdressed as this right now. <laughs> no, well, but I mean, what other kinds of foods will I see, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could just do, we could just do a food tour of yeah. each town. Hey, you got some crazy funnel cakes here, uh, Waukegan. <laughs> I think we should. I think we should do that. Hey, I love and then, uh, have... dig this crazy pan of coking. <laughs> I'd be curious if we could. I'm, I'm curious to see how, like, if we can sell it, if we could sell tickets anywhere. Um, you know, I'll tell you that uh, for SF Sketchfest, we sold a lot of tickets before we announced Zach Galifianakis. Oh, even. That's nice. Wow. Uh, Hopefully, we'll sell out. We did. Oh, hey, we did it. Yeah. Okay. So, the, so the SF fuck you. Show sold out. <laughs> fuck you. Anyone who hadn't bought a ticket yet. <laughs> Got excited for that few seconds. Well, guess what? Fuck you. Well, I guess I think they might have released a few more. So if you go to sfsketchfest.com and find the show, they might they might have released a couple. They were going to try to because Cobb's has a lot of little nooks in it. So if it, it's like there's a there's full cobs and there's like ultra super capacity full cobs. So oh, I want to see that one. They, they might release a handful more tickets, so you could definitely uh, check check Ooh. on their website. All right, what's you should next? you should do more stand up, Myra. Yes. You should definitely do more stand up. Uh, apart from Steve Martin, who would be your ultimate guest to have on? I get asked that question a lot. Uh, Harold Ramis. I would love to have Harold Ramis on. Mel Brooks for me. Mel Brooks. Mel Good Brooks. one. Yeah. Um, I would like Mitch Hurwitz. The uh, guy who created Ooh, the rest of the I think I might be able to make that happen. That would be fantastic. Okay, I'm, buddies, I'm buddies with Jim Vallelee, who was really who uh, who also should yes. come on because he was he's fucking Jim Vallelee did a joke the other night. I, I went to his he invited me over for the football game on Sunday, which whenever this goes up, it was a game where the um, the New York Jets Jets were playing ah, the, the Patriots, old, the old okay. green and whites yep. against the old, the old red, red and blues. blues. Yeah, and so. Uh, but you even knew that their colors were so. Uh, it was a struggle. So uh, he, he he was there, and um, and and Richard Belzer was there, who was hilarious, who was awesome. And the bells. And one of the other guys went out to the store, and when he came back, uh, he said, "Oh, where's where's bells?" And and Jim, without missing a beat, just goes, "Richard passed away while you were gone." <laughs> There's lasagna in the house. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Listen, we got lasagna. It was just it was such a great turn. It was That's such amazing. a great turn. Richard awesome. passed away while you were gone. We got lasagna. Uh, there's <laughs> chips. Anything you want. Get, you awesome. should get mature with some. Well, I, we'll probably, probably I, make that happen. We should probably shoot for Mel Brooks first because the time is limited. <laughs> Could be. It yeah. could be. He's been starting to do things around town too, like like you know stuff with Carl Reiner, like a little Q and A's and stuff like that. So Carl Reiner would be fantastic. Let's yeah, get him exactly. both in. Let's. Do, I think I we can try. You know, the, the, it's it's just it's like the same issue we've had trying to get uh, Drone Rivers on the podcast, yeah. which is not only just availability, but just like 
try to explain to someone what a podcast is and yeah. why they need to spend an hour doing it. She's on Twitter. I think she's aware yeah. enough. To, I don't. She's know. not on Twitter though. I think she has someone tweet for her. Well, yeah. In I mean, the documentary. Course, in, the, in, the, in the documentary, she, she, tells said, them. she tells them put this on Twitter. So yeah, I don't yeah. know if she. She seems like the kind of workhorse that would tweet herself. Yeah. But but according to the documentary, that's what I'm basing that on. I'm not Ooh, trying to true. say that she's not. And I'd also like Twitter to have account. Adam Richman from Man vs. Food on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really you want that too? Okay, I would love that. I don't so, know how yeah. he doesn't. Die. Liam Lynch. Liam Lynch would be a good guest. Oh, Liam said he'd come on. I asked him ages ago. Yeah, yeah. He said he'd come on. Yeah, Liam Lynch would be good. Dana Gould would be awesome. Oh, Dana. Yeah, Dana would come on. Dana said he'd come on too. Okay, we, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. We don't want to spend the rest of the podcast talking about yeah, who people. would be an awesome guest <laughs> while we don't have a guest yeah. on the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, who else do we have here? Oh, uh, at Will Wheaton tweets, when will you have at Will W on the podcast? Oh, uh-huh, see what I did there. Never. I've been trying to get Will on. It's a scheduling problem. <laughs> Will, Will, Will is a, Will is a hot commodity right now. It's hard to pin him down. He's, Wild hearts can't be he's broken. He's almost as busy as Patrick Stewart. Who was, uh, spotted the other night in a bar near Largo. Someone said, Patrick Stewart's here. And I'm like... Ask him if I did a uh, I did a show in a bar in West Hollywood uh, a week or so ago that Judd Nelson was at. Oh, oh my wow. gosh! Yeah, Judd Nelson, long hair, Judd Nelson. Uh, I don't know. He had a beanie on, uh, like a coat. He looks like sure. the adult version of his character from The Breakfast Club. <laughs> like if that guy grew up and got a little money from scamming, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just like he went on a tour showing off what uh you know what happens tour. when you spill paint in a garage. He went on a grift tour. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for some other ones here. Yeah, Will will definitely. Definitely has. Uh, is the theme song available to download anywhere? People always ask with the. Uh, yes, the theme, the song, theme is. song is done by a chiptune group called Anamanaguchi. They are on Twitter, Anamanaguchi. They're awesome, and Great. yeah, you out can, of Brooklyn, and you can buy their album straight out of Brooklyn. Straight out of Brooklyn, you yeah. can buy their album uh, on iTunes. The, the the theme our theme song is called. Uh, Jetpack, uh, Jetpack Blues, Blues Sunset, Sunset Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, you could also listen to the um, the entire album if you go to donmetropolis.net, I believe, and it's all all the songs are accompanied uh, by eight bit animation done by um, uh, Jesse Novak, which is BJ Novak from The Office's brother. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, the same guy who asked about the theme song at uh, Gregorio P wants to know: Can you have Andy Kindler on? Yes. Yes. Also, please stop forgetting to finish anecdotes. Well, when I was a kid, the thing hey, was Hey, you know, my mom... Matt, what I was thinking about oh, was yeah, I that burrito. Oh, yeah, reminds me of a time that I worked at the funeral home. Hashtag see what we did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are hashtagging Vader pussy on Twitter. <laughs> nice. I find your lack of girth disturbing. Vader pussy. Nice. The other guy who, after the show, was like, how come you didn't say uh, Vader pussy? It's the pussy that takes your hand. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't think of it. Um Yeah, those are the those are the main ones right now on Twitter. So yeah. we cut co- we covered some tweets. We might structure the non-guest uh versions of the podcast a little bit. A little more. At some I think point. uh like you know, picking uh, some of our favorite reviews. I always like there was that lady who uh who's using our podcast to learn how to uh connect with her hipster kids. Oh, Look. I didn't know here, but I'd read about that. Uh, hey, I thought did. I sent you yeah. the uh I thought I sent you the thing, um, but yeah, no, it's I like this lady. She's like in her. She's I think she, she says her, she's in her forties. She's like you know she's got teenagers and she listens to it with her kids. I think and now she understands them more and you know what they're all all about. Really? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. bringing families together. Yeah, exactly. We're like the we're like the we. 
That doesn't seem right. <laughs> We're like the opposite of our own lives. That doesn't yeah. seem right at all. Yeah. As this podcast and our careers tear us apart from our families, <laughs> it yeah. brings people together. This is very momentous uh, uh, time because Jonah's about to finish series two of uh, the new Doctor Who. Yeah, uh. getting, close to, getting close to the end. I don't know. I think what that weird nerd thing where it's like, you know, people tell you that something's good and you'll like it and you kind of, you go, no, I would have been already watching it if it was that good. Yeah. Uh, then I, you know, me and uh, my girlfriend Deanna just started watching them. We start, yeah, we start watching with Blink because that's an yeah. amazing episode. And then I was like, oh, well, I could just watch any episode. So I watched the, you know, the, um, the episode. Um, Silence of the Library. Yeah, that one. Actually, no, the other one before that, which was, uh, you know, Pompeii. And then we watched the science of the library where there was all this stuff where we were supposed to know who these people are. They're talking about what's going on. You know who's in the Pompeii episode? The girl who ended up. Future Amy Pond. Karen Gillan. Exactly. Uh, Plays a teenager. Which Deanna Deanna was able to figure out. Um, But uh, yeah, so then we started from the beginning. And I and then also Paul Bonanno, you know, G4 is Paul Bonanno. G4 is like, I've got him on it now, too. I. Been recommending it to everybody. Anyone who, and I know like a lot of our listeners already watch it, but if there is a void in your life after Lost is gone, watch Doctor Who and get that excitement back. You know what's fun? And what's fun is watching you go through the emotional ups and downs where like the ones that I went through, because at the end of the first, the, the first series of the new, of the, of the new batch, uh, when Eccleston was regenerating, I was like, no, I yeah. love him. Yeah, I don't want to lose great. him. And everyone was like. And when I was com- I was I was I was digitally crying about it on Twitter, like, come on, guys, we're gonna I'm gonna lose Eccleston because I I I I I walked through the whole my whole uh, series experience online, of course, <laughs> and uh, people were like, just wait, just fucking wait, just wait, wait till you get to wait till you get to Tenet, wait till you get to Blink, yeah. and uh, so you you get to you know you get to walk through all that stuff. So. Yeah, Eccleston though really can. Do I mean the comedy wasn't his best part, you know, when he was playing who? Uh, but the drama, like the episode when they're in the bunker and he sees the last Dalek, yeah, like yeah. that's fucking powerful. And I don't think Tennant could pull that off as well. But Tennant is a, a better rounded, you know, he can he can pull off a lot better comedy and a little bit of drama. Not to get too nerdy, but the thing that Doctor Who, that Eccleston, that was the Time War Doctor. That was the Doctor that fought the Time War. And killed the Time Lords and the Daleks. Like that was him. So he was fresh off that. He was battle scarred. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he so was that's a rough, why was... dark doctor with leather and like he was, you know, he was a little crazier. Do you think they'll ever, um, they'll ever uh, do like a special or a, a movie about the Time Wars? Is that possible, or is that anything anyone would ever want to see? I don't think anyone would do it. I think they're very much now in the whole let's move on to. And did the Time Wars exist uh, no. back in the old days? No. Oh, no. so there were other Doctor Who's back in the day. In old, doc- in old Doctor Who times, there were many Time Lords, and they'd go back to Gallifrey often. You know? Oh, wow. And uh, so supposedly it was between the Doctor Who movie and the Doctor Who series that the Time War happened. Damn. Yeah, yeah that's and, and everything everything went bye-bye. Everything went to shit. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Well, uh, I, I feel like... just went through some stuff here. I yeah. feel like this is, a, this is probably a good place to end. Like, four, 45 minutes is a good length for, I'd say, for, our, yeah. for our, our first... Foray into this if they twice want a week. More, they can yeah. tell us. I can't wait to read the horrible comments. <laughs> uh, well, then the internet is the place for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Take a look inside. That guy called you a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> look, a frowny face and a dick coming on it. Use a tilde, yes, some sperm. 
<laughs> when, I, when I was reading comments, I went to the video. That is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I feel like you should call your comedy album Use a Tilde as some sperm. <laughs> I learned that from my girlfriend who will constantly text me dicks coming onto frowny faces. Now see, <laughs> I constantly, I mean, I constantly text, I text Janet like I'll do the like three equal signs and a capital D. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple spaces and then two open parentheses and two closed parentheses. And then underneath that, I will space out to underneath the parentheses and put an asterisk. So it looks like a butthole. <laughs> but the, the, the tilde coming out. Is yeah. You got a lot to learn from Deanna. She'll, she'll really show you the, the, oh the fucking. I've, yeah, got a, she, I've got to text Janet the tilde come right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Deanna like loves like gross, weird shit. So it's like, you know, she's great at fucking figuring out ways to be cutesy with fucking you know. adorable filth. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what we all strive for. Isn't yeah. It? She has adorable that. Filth. Did I ever show you her blog? The adickaday.tumblr.com. <laughs> no. Where it's just like all these adorable dicks that are always like, you know, like, like. Clowning around, and when we met, she she drew one which was like 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 a smiley dick, like uh, I think walking a cat, and there was like the clouds and were smiling, and the sun was smiling, everything was smiling, and then like the the title of it was like uh, he's smitten, and I was like I was like oh, this girl likes me, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's always, it was really tough to tell my parents the uh, story of how we met, which was <laughs> which she uh, she overheard me talking about Tumblr, and then she made fun of me. And she's like, and like, uh, like uh, we were both drunk, and she was like, she's like, oh, I'm gonna go to a party and talk about my Tumblr. Yeah, guess what, asshole? I have a Tumblr. I'm like, oh, what is it? She's all, I draw a dick a day here, and then she just grabbed a <laughs> piece of paper and a crayon and drew a dick like crying, and then signed it and gave it to me, and then walked away. <laughs> I was like, who is that girl? I must possess her. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, so, well, you know, we'll try this twice a week thing if people like it. And if they hate it, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do three times a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I we, guess, you know, we can just keep putting them up. If people want to listen to it, they can. Or they don't have to. We had fun. So I guess that's really all that I really did matters. have fun. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for thanks for listening to our. Maybe our first after every uh, every episode, we should say, oh, my God, we didn't even get to our guest. And then whoever it is. Oh, like the Jimmy David Kimmel, Tennant. Like uh, apologies to Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been done. Never mind. <sighs> Take it, Chris. It's a terrible idea. It's the worst idea I've ever come up with. Enjoy your burrito. Well played. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Murder on my mind. A new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus explores the circumstances leading up to the murder of two young men and the mistrials of the man accused of killing them. Up-and-coming rapper YNW Melly gained notoriety in the hip-hop world for his shocking lyrics and criminal exploits. When two of his best friends were gunned down in a drive-by shooting, investigators suspected the young rapper staged the scene. But after not one but two trials that ended in hung juries, and new evidence that may place YNW Melly at the scene of the crime, his trial has been paused indefinitely. With countless twists and turns, Law & Crime covers all angles of the case and begs the question, is this young artist the victim of a witch hunt or a silver-tongued devil who's evil to the core? Listen to Murder on My Mind exclusively and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.